Imagine you'd never heard of global warming, greenhouse gases, or climate change. Ah, blessed hermit solitude, you may say. But suppose it had somehow happened, and then someone pried you out from under your rock and asked you to make a list of all the important things that had changed in the world in the last century, say between 1919 and 2019. You'd come up with a very long list. Cars, phones, incomes, medicines, airplanes, technology of all kinds, personal computers, and then social customs from clothing styles to gender roles, demographics, political systems, the world wars, pretty much everything has changed dramatically. Never mind Skype, Zoom, vape, or cell outside a prisoner lab. Words like fax or nuke or televisor, even flapper would be meaningless. But what about those rising temperatures? Well, imagine you could bring a group of people forward from 1919 to today, have them spend a week observing our world, and then ask them to list the 10 most important changes. Because modern people might feel obliged to include climate, but I'll bet you not one in our group of people from 1919 would mention the temperature increase, and the reason they wouldn't mention it is they wouldn't notice it. Now, how can that be, given the barrage of claims that climate change is the most dramatic crisis the world is currently undergoing? I mean, it must be way hotter, right, with all those disastrous impacts like forest fires, hurricanes, floods, and droughts. Isn't it? We've all seen the charts showing rising global temperatures, and it looks pretty dramatic. But did it really make a difference in our lives? Plenty of people think not, including, yes, scientists. For instance, climatologist Leonard Bengtson, who said, quote, the warming we've had over the last hundred years is so small that if we didn't have meteorologists and climatologists to measure it, we wouldn't have noticed it at all, end quote. Hey, eh? ridiculous, you might think. Climate change dominates everything else. It's an emergency. Everybody knows it. Why, Nancy Pelosi just told us, quote, Mother Earth is angry, end quote. And her noted scientific colleague Joseph Biden added, quote, The science is clear, and deadly signs like these fires are unmistakable. Climate change poses an imminent existential threat to our way of life, end quote. Okay then, here's a test for our time travelers, for you, for the alarmists, and everyone else. One that turns our crystal ball around and looks backward, not forward, which ought to make it dead simple if climate change has been such a big deal. I should be able to show you climate data from 1919 and 2019, and you'd easily be able to tell which is which. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to show you pictures of things from everyday life, in fact, as well as graphs of temperature and precipitation data from various locations across Canada, and that way you can see just how much things have changed from 1919's clumsy biplanes, lack of television, and cool pleasant vistas. So here we go. Our first stop is Canada's capital home of much climate alarmism and a professed belief in evidence-based decision-making. And one of the lines you're looking at shows the sequence of 365 daily average temperature readings for Ottawa in 1919, and one shows them from 2019. Can you tell which one's from global warming ravaged 2019? Well, if you guessed the green line, you got it right. But you were just guessing right, either that or you'd seen the quiz in our newsletter a year ago. But what about all that extreme weather buffeting us, burning us, boiling us, and besoaking us? Okay, here are Ottawa's daily precipitation records. Again, which one is from pre-climate emergency 1919? 
it was the blue line, in case you couldn't tell. Now, one of these is an aircraft from 1919, and one is an aircraft from 2019. Can you tell which is the more recent one? Obviously it's number two, right? There wasn't any guesswork involved in that. That one was dead simple, unlike this one. Because one of these lines shows again the sequence of 365 daily average temperature readings for the town of Ranfurly in rural Alberta, east of Edmonton in 1919, and one shows the temperature in Ranfurly in 2019. Which one's which? If you guessed the red line, you got it right. But again, you had to guess. So here are the precipitation totals for the same two years in Ranfurly. Which one's cool, comfrey, peak, climate emergency 1919? Just in case you had trouble telling them apart, it was the orange line. Now, one of these images shows cars and motorcycles in 1919, and one shows them from 2019. Can you tell which is the earlier? Number one, obviously. Once again, you weren't guessing on that one because, drum roll please, it's obvious. Whereas here are the daily average temperatures for Fredericton, New Brunswick in 1919 and 2019. Which one is the post-apocalyptic nightmare called 2019? It was the green dashed line, unobviously. So now, let's dash straight east across the Gulf of St. Lawrence to St. John's, Newfoundland to see the precipitation records for the same years. Any guesses which is 1919 without extreme weather? In fact, it's the black dotted line. Now, any guesses as to which of these pictures is from a hospital surgery in 1919 and which one is 2019? No, no guesses. It was blindingly obvious. On the other hand, telling which of these lines is the 1919 daily temperature record for Welland, Ontario, down in the Niagara Fruit Belt, and which one is from 2019 is, well, frankly, it's a coin toss. If your coin landed the right way up, you know 1919 is the green dotted line. But how can it be so hard to tell this major change when, for instance, you won't be stumped for three seconds by the next item? One of these clips shows common workplace clothing in 1919 and one in 2019. And of course, the first clip was from 1919. But if the temperature has changed so much in Welland, there should be an impact on fruit crops and everything. Problem is, it hasn't. So you get the idea. And we're not just picking our climate data from a few places. Here, we're going to show you temperatures for 1919 and 2019 from Saskatoon. from London, Ontario. From Atlin in British Columbia. 
once a boomtown. Now a little off the beaten track. From Banff, Alberta, famous resort town, still on the beaten track, at least it would be if it weren't for the pandemic. Nicolet Quebec. And Winnipeg, Manitoba. And now, here are some precipitation records for 1919 and 2019 from Vancouver, British Columbia. Halifax, Nova Scotia. Kingston, Ontario. You'll notice that in all those cases, I didn't give you the answers. And if you can't tell which one's which, well, that's the whole point. And it's true for all kinds of places in Canada. You can test it for yourself by visiting the Canadian government's historical data climate and weather site and plugging in any spot you want. But again, you'd have no problem spotting the difference. If I showed you comparisons between 1919 and 2019 in any of those cities for any number of things, art or architecture, music, household appliances, dentist's office, technology of any kind, or if I showed you comparative charts of life expectancy, average income, birth rates, or infant mortality in Canada. For instance, in Canada in 1919, life expectancy at birth was under 60 years. Now it's 82. Which also makes me wonder, if climate change has made everything so much worse, why are we living longer, healthier lives? Folks, it's time for some common sense here. When we look at what has had a big impact on our lives over the past 100 years, climate change isn't even on the list. If the climatologists and meteorologists didn't keep drawing those charts and making them look scary, if the politicians and activists and celebrities didn't keep yelling about it, there'd be just as many people claiming it used to be warmer as saying it used to be colder. All you'll have seen, even the oldest among us, during your lives is that wherever you live, the weather's variable. Some years are warmer, some are cooler, some summers are drier, sometimes spring comes early and sometimes it comes late. And we're all used to that. It's always been that way. But you may say, what about the next hundred years? Won't they bring truly dramatic changes in climate that overshadow changes in culture or technology? Well, here's what the IPCC had to say about this back in 2013. Quote, for most economic sectors, the impact of climate change will be small relative to the impacts of other drivers. Changes in population, age, income, technology, relative prices, lifestyle, regulation, governance, and many other aspects of socioeconomic development will have an impact on the supply and demand of economic goods and services that is large relative to the impact of climate change. Wow. Despite all those lurid experts say headlines, the experts actually say the balance between climate and other changes will be the same over the next hundred years as the last hundred with climate vastly outweighed by the others. The climate will vary, so will the weather. Some trends may be noticeable, some may even be important, but not compared to all the other stuff. 
So if you're cryogenically frozen and thawed out in 2119 and subjected to a whole range of new works like teleport and lightsaber and handed some list of the biggest changes between 2019 and 2119, chances that you won't see the word climate. And if you stick your head out the holographic window, you won't then write it in with a virtual pen. Uh, unless the glaciers come back, then you'll notice. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson. Thank you.